Either they love you or they hate you or they don't judge you. It is what it is. 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 We're here with Lingo Inc. with another great episode of Open Minds. We have the beautiful soul, Sasha here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sasha to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're so glad and um, happy to have you on the show today. Um, tell the people what you do, and I want you to basically go into your story on how, um, you know, you was religious and, you know, you came to this point in life, and you're just such a wonderful uh, person that um, I reached out to you because I just wanted to have your energy to share with the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I am, I am well. I am peace. I am abundance. But I am Sasha Campbell Garbutt, certified health and personal freedom coach. I serve people by uprooting their subconscious blocks that might manifest into dis-ease and dysfunction. When I say dis-ease, it can be something diagnosed or it can be something that you're just living with, like stress, anxiety, maybe not diagnosed, mental fog, confusion, stagnation, procrastination. Those are all diseases that keep you out of the state of ease. So that's what I help people uproot. Once you uproot your subconscious blocks, then you can transmute. So we uproot to transmute. So turn away those experiences that you thought of as bad, that you thought of as toxic, that you thought of as you know, all this stuff being punished and put a new light on them because there isn't anything that happens to you uh, that's for not. Everything is for uplifting. Everything is for positivity. So that's what I help people do. Um, it's interesting to note, though, that majority of people that I do coach also seem to be on a religious crossroads or um, on a religion or religious, teeter-totter, spiritual enlightenment. So I get an opportunity, um, I get an opportunity to minister, because minister just means to to give, right. to serve, to minister to them about it's okay to shift. It's okay to choose a different direction at the crossroads. My other name is the coach of the crossroads and the gangster of transformation, because I help people take giant gangster moves to stepping into their true selves. Mm. Um, so I do cross a lot of people who are at a religious crossroad. They have questions that it doesn't necessarily fit into the Bible or whatever their religion is, you know, what Catholicism, Islam, you know, and they are afraid of expressing those feelings out of fear of condemnation, damnation. And so I'm able to help them understand how all things are connected and how all religions, for the most part, have the same core, are based on the same foundation. And um, it's not until man took the, the concept of ruling over people that religion became what it is today. Um, every religion organized, not spiritual practice, not spiritual belief, every religion organized has a, some of the same components. A set of rules, a set of punishment if you break the rules, and a sense of hierarchy. Right. And when you have rules, punishment for breaking the rules and a set of hierarchy. It takes you out of your personal power and it doesn't allow you to fully embrace the fact that you are not only God's child, you are one with God created in the likeness and image, likeness and image, likeness and image. We get stuck in the image, but likeness right. means all the that and the Bible says, all the things I can do, you can do and more. 
The Bible says, lo, the kingdom of God is within you. The Bible says, be not transformed of this world, but be conformed, uh, be not, be not uh, transformed, conformed of this world, but be transformed of the mind. All these little tools and nuggets that the Bible tells us about our innate power. And a lot of times in religion, it takes away innate power. When you tell people you are born a sinner, it takes away their personal power. The God power takes a dims a light in their Christ consciousness. When you tell people that you were born into sin, when you tell people that you have to spend the majority of life trying to get right, it would lead one to question, why was I born anyway, right? Mm. Um, so we have to really look at the precepts that are preached now. I do believe that because all religion is based in truth and love, based in truth and love, I believe that each religious book has wonderful jewels in it. Don't even get it twisted. A right. Wonderful that you can and should add to your life. However, the puppeteering that's involved in religion, the fear base that's involved in religion takes people out of living their true self because you cannot, the Bible says you cannot have a spirit of fear and a spirit of love in the same house, right? right. But those same set of rules keep you in fear. So how do we break those chains? And all those questions came to me while I was in church. You know, I, I come from a background of We weren't church-going people, but you know that church was your default. Exactly. So you, you know, you, I grew up in a Caribbean, Central American family. So we might not have went to church every week, but we was going to dress up on Easter. We was going to go to church on Ash Wednesday. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and no one questioned it. And no one lived it. So they lived it in a sense of, well, as long as I say I believe I'm straight. But no one lived. The word. The, no the, one lived the word. So um, respects to our religions, you know, and, and no of, um, you know, you, you told me that you grew up religious and and I believe like, you know, Christianity was kind of forced on us um, through, you know, through time, and you had your own awakening. What I see these days, especially, is a lot of women that are coming into spirituality. See a lot of healers like yourself, a lot of teachers. Um, so what happened with you? Because you was in the church heavily. What was your awakening that you came to mm -hmm. this point to be the greatness that you are within yourself? Thank you. Um, I think my awakening came in stages. Like I said, we grew up going to church. My mom, when I was in high school, was very heavily into the Bible. And then I started to see her study other things and listen to other people. She began listening to um, Master Bobby Hammett and Phil Valentine and, you know, all these different type people. And at the time, as a teenager, I was like, that just sounds like a lot of noise to me. It's easier to go to church, it's easier just to believe what was written and what has been practiced. And it's that same challenge that keeps people stuck in all the paradigms that they're in. It's easier to stay the same as opposed to changing. It's easier to not question than to question. So when you tip that scale, and, and I guess it was embedded in my subconscious to always question, always question, even though the word says, you know, Old Testament says, don't question God. Always question, always question. So I had began studying, I don't know what some people would call um, metaphysics or Metaphysics. esoteric stuff. And, um, right. and over the years and studying it and was always into natural healing and that type of stuff. Um, but as a default, I ended up going back to church. Um. Um, and so I started going back to church because I started dating this guy and he was in church and I like to see him. <laughs> so I started going back to church for that reason. And then 
it literally um, called me back. And I believe and I give thanks for my religious experience because it brought me to where I am right here. And those two, three years I spent heavily involved in church. I was at church two, three days a week. Really, I believe that I was really called back to church so I could help people right now. Really studying uh, the Bible, really studying the precepts. And because I'm a natural researcher, always connecting the dots because for me, it was like, wow, well, there's no um, historical context at the Bible, you know, anywhere. Like it's not, it, you can't find these people in history. Why is that? You know, we can find all other sorts of things. Like in the Egyptians, you could find the tombs and even the Greeks, you could find the old, um, the old buildings and the architecture, but you don't find anything per se at that time. So I always had that thought, but not in a judgmental sense, even now, just very curious. Right. And, and, I felt after a while that I was kind of living two worlds. I was going to church and loved my church family and everything, but was always a little off, always believed in the totality of it all. Because if God is omnipotent and omnipresent, God is in everything. Whether you believe it or not, it is not, uh, your belief isn't a prerequisite for what is. If God is omnipotent and omnipresent, God is in everything, everywhere, all the time, in me, in you, as you, in me. And stuff like that kind of like threw people off. Even though while I was in church, they're like, yo, you need to be a, a minister. You need to go to training to be a minister. I was like, mm, I don't think so. You know, but I understood the sentiment and I right. was honored by that, but I understood. And I'll never forget one of the last days I went to church. Mm. A Bible study, and the pastor, minister rather, was teaching us something. He was talking about hell, and I raised my hand, and I almost had this sarcastic kind of like, huh, "You really don't think that there's a red horned guy beneath the ground that's going to consume us if we don't live up to certain right. things, right?" So, with, and with, you have that paradigm, right, that they give you. But yet again, in the Bible, it says that Lucifer was a handsome, the most handsome angel mm -hmm. in the heaven. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, and he fell, he fell from grace because of ego, because of this and that. And that's the whole precept of us, why we have fallen from the heavens here onto earth. But in an evolved sense, we all energy never dies never can, never will. So energy is always looking to expand itself and grow itself and, and acquire new experiences. That's the nature of energy. You can plug your cell phone into the wall. It's going to charge. You can plug vacuum into the wall. It is not, it doesn't matter the vessel. It source is going to be used. There's no falling from grace. There's choices. And even the energy has a choice because that's what we are. That's why Free will is such a big deal in the Bible because energy has choice. That can't be denied. That's why free will is in the Bible. You know, why do some people get cancer and die? And why do some people get cancer and live? They said, because it's God's timing. So to a degree, that is true. And I'm not saying I can control death. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that those that choose to live, live. It's a, it's a, a choice. But the choice often comes with different circumstances. The doctor being mad at you because you're maybe refusing chemotherapy. Your family getting mad at you because they don't want you to die. They want you to take this even though it's not guaranteed. And But there's something in you. There's a spirit in you that says, I am going to live. I'm choosing to live. And in the Bible says to everything, God says yes and amen. So if you say I'm going to live, God says, cool. If you say I'm going to die, God says, cool. If you say it's got to be hard, God says, cool. And even in our understanding of hard and easy, it's all perception. If this, if my end goal is to live, whatever I'm going through is part of the end goal and I'm going to make it magical, right? So that is the alchemy that is forgotten about in the Bible. So I walked out of the class that day and he looked at me like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, seriously, like there's, is there really a horned guy? And he looked at me crazy and I didn't go back with, well, with, love, with love. Right. Well, what I know about this fear is that, you know, fear to me is control. 
Um, you know, I know religions is like a, it's a profit-based business too. Um, so I believe there there's all there's always a need to be, and you have to have that. The way religion to me is like blind faith. Like put on the blinders and just look at what we're telling. This blind, just that's it. And I have a question to pose to you. So there's people that believe before life that we have like a contract. Do you believe that we have a contract and uh, that we come here and serve a purpose and maybe, you know, we're living through karma, through past lives. And, you know, say you say that uh, somebody can have cancer and all that. Is that part of karma? Well, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, do I believe in contracts to a degree? I would say I believe in agreements. That you I believe on that. And then you have an agreement to either learn lessons. And then when you, some people actually believe when you learn your lesson, sometimes you die. And I've mm -hmm. actually heard stories like, um, you know, when little kids die, they, they learn their lesson. So that was just the amount of time they spent here. Really deep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that is not something I feel comfortable or even say I have a strong yay or nay to. It's, it's quite possible. I'm just I believe in agreement. Yeah, I believe in agreement. I believe that because energy is conscious, alive, radiating all the time, I believe that there is an agreeing between this part of the energy and the main source of the energy to come back and fulfill whatever it is or experience whatever it is. Everybody... Um, has a choice. That's why free will is the one thing that cannot be changed. In every religion, they talk about free will. So I believe there is an agreement to come and serve, to come and learn, to come and experience. Absolutely. Um, I think the beautiful part of the journey is remembering what we agreed to. Right. And it's really a beautiful game of memory, of remembering the agreement and things that we and when you think of it like that the things that we go through you're like okay i was called for this those that are religion it says i knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb mm. that means you there was a conscious awareness right that put me in that position to the people that i came to for the reasons i came to and people say well um illness as far as illness is concerned I believe illness is not a matter of always what you eat. I believe it's a matter of energy and what you think. I believe it's a matter of DNA as well. Cause you'll notice a lot of the same illnesses follow through on family cause DNA stays alive. And if, if a baby is born ill and he hasn't had a chance to really have his own experiences, how could he be, how could a baby be ill? How can that happen? It is contracts that for whatever reason, we're not fulfilled. It is beliefs of the mother and father. It's a lot of things that can cause young people to be ill. But it's even in that chaos that the parents and the child could realize their lesson. Oh, I'm going through this. I uh, maybe went through this in previous lifetimes because I need to acquire A, B, and C. That was the choice that the energy that Asasha came through to learn that Everything is like a university, I think. And when you go to university, university's fun. There's times of study. There's time of partying. There's time of adventure. There's times of chill, right? So life is very much in that paradigm, except you don't have to pay $100,000 or $50,000 unless you choose to. So I do believe in agreement. I do believe if we do not fulfill our agreement, that we don't come back. You know, I don't, it's not karma. I don't think of karma as a bad thing. I think it's a member or like the opportunity to keep remembering. And if something didn't work, tweak it. Something didn't work, tweak it. So karma is not punishment. Karma, karma is an opportunity to learn again, to get the lesson again. That's just how I see it. Right. Because I don't believe in God being a punishing God. I believe that energy returns back onto itself. So if God was a punishing God, God would be a, like a human. And we love to make God very human-like. Oh, God is mad at you because you did not do that. That's very man-like. That's not human. That's not love. But God's going to say, I'm going to give you these experiences for you to have so you can learn to be more of me, like me, through me. Right. 
because he made us or she made us or the energy source made us, whatever you believe in, in the image of itself. So that means we're creators too. So that's why I always Absolutely. tell people, you have to be careful what you think about because your thoughts become your reality and you're creating, Absolutely. you're creating all of the above, whether it's negative or positive. That's what this life Absolutely. is of, the balance between good and bad, negative and positive. And through free will, we have the choice to choose all of the above. So all of the above. With that, um, what practices do you do now to help people out? Because, you know, we have like special, like, you know, modalities like uh, Reiki healing. I see a lot of people doing sound bowl healing. Um, you know, there's a lot of life coach type stuff. But what do you do? To help people because I see that you made that transformation from the religion to would you call yourself spiritual these days? I would call if I had to give it a title or name, I would call myself spiritual. I'm certainly not religion because there's things if, if you're just talking about the context of religion and the rules of religion, there's certain things that I believe are okay. And it may not fit into religious context. Right, That's like why morals and all that, right? Pardon me. Like morals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe those rules were set to really create more separation between people. I did this, you did that. I sinned, but I didn't sin like you. You sin like this, and none of that. None of that matters, because all the missteps are an opportunity for you to low and learn and grow and reconcile yourself with the, the image and likeness of God, of God. I do believe that there is a great divine source energy holding us all together without question. I am I am just as much God as I am a depender of God, you know? It's all the same, it's all the same polarity for me. Um, so the, one of the things I do, I don't do, I love sound bowl, I love Reiki. I'm not a Reiki practitioner. I, don't practice, you know, I don't have a sound bowl certification. Um, but one of the things I do, I'm really big on affirmation because I believe in the power of the word, but the word is the power of whatever word you speak. Like you said, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So we have to be mindful of what we are saying. But if what we say comes from the pit of our gut and our gut is unhealthy, not only mm -hmm. nutritionally, but emotionally, because you speak more than you eat. So if you think and speak positivity, mm. you can eat all the greens you want to. You cannot supersede your thoughts because you have 50 to 60,000 of them a day, eat three times, two times a day, four times a day. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's really, a, we could affirm, replant and reprogram your subconscious. How? We have to dig up the programming that exists right now. And it's the program that exists right now that says my life has to be hard and I'm going to hell and I didn't do this right. And I can't stand him and having this resentment, fear, guilt, anger that manifests into cancer, diabetes, lupus, um, arthritis, et cetera, et cetera. Disease is a byproduct of your most dominant emotion, your most dominant environment, not of the thing that you eat once a week. Right. And it's easy for people to say, I'm um, I'm going to take this pill and eat this and be OK. But you will never output your subconscious. You will never. So only goal is to reprogram that because you can't out eat it. Right. You know, subconscious runs 95 percent of our life. So like Mike Jack said in the Wiz, you can't win. You can't win against it. You have to be aware of it and reprogram it. Take a look at your environment right now. If the life that you're living, if you think this is all, if you think this is full omnipotence and omnipresence, cool. If you know that there is more and you are more and you want to be part of it, let's look at the subconscious. Right. And speaking of words, people have to be aware that words are spells also. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And when we talk about programming, we're talking about what are you aligning yourself with? Okay. Because 
I see that we've been programmed in this existence here. We came in, like it's the matrix. People don't really understand the full concept of the matrix. You just think it's uh, Neo or something. Um, but when you watch TV, you're you're getting programmed, scheduled programming. It's happening. So scheduled programming. Schedule, you're tuning in channel chan you're turning channels you're channeling your energies to these certain types of frequencies and most of these frequencies especially with the news fear hate all the above i had to tell my mother to turn off the news you know what i'm saying mm. i love her because she's just getting fear and you know all this unnecessary types of things so what sasha basically is trying to tell you people is that she's going to help you to deprogram from things that do not serve you well. Okay? So yes. she's been there and she's transforming to this uh I mean incredible phoenix just rising and rising and rising. Um so what else could you offer people with your services? So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching packages. I do not believe in coaching a la carte because one session is not enough to help anyone. Mm. There's a lot of, and what typically happens, you'll go on sessions and you realize, wow, there's more there and there's more there. You just keep pulling and pulling and pulling. But um, I have co co ugh, coaching sessions from one month to six months. Um, I also do make herbal supplements. I make sea moss gel. I make moringa and black seed extract. Oh. I make uh, my own plant-based nutrition powder. So I offer that. I also wrote a book called The Well, where fitness begins from within. And it kind of gives you a really, it's an easy read, really good um, interactive book that you write down. We try to get to the root of your thoughts and what thoughts have yielded what experiences in your life and opportunity to kind of rewire those. And we also talk about um, plant-based nutrition on some different, some good uh, substitutes to get all the nourishment you need without eating meat all the time. So. And as far as food and nutrition, how does that play a part as far as your growth as a person? Because some people, they don't think, you know, that food is affecting them, red meats and eating, you know, dead flesh is they don't really feel like it's pregnant because they've been eating it all their lives. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. what can you tell people? Well, it's it's twofold. Um, food, everything has a vibration because everything, like I said, is energy. So when something, anything time you put something to the fire, it's going to be, it's going to have a peak point and then it's going to have a point of regression. If you grill something too long, it's going to burn, right? There's this point that you have to take it off. So it's that way with, with everything. You want to eat things that are at its peak, fresh fruits and vegetables at their peak. You pick it, you eat it. Um, if anything dead, the vibration is pretty low. That's just science, right? So if you're eating things that are dead on a regular, break, uh, regular basis, it is going to lower your vibration. Um, now, on the other hand, eating well, you should be living well, you should be feeling better, but you still also have to work on uprooting those thoughts and, the, and those beliefs that kind of had you stuck, have you stuck in the 3D. So it's really a good combination to eat whole, to be whole. Um, things that are easy to digest keep you, you more vital, keep your energy up more. Um, things that are slower to digest, like meats and um, certain beans that are very, very heavy, it takes longer to digest. It puts more of a wear on you. It poops you out a little bit more. You know, those are just common things that people need to know. Right. Um, Even as far as meditation, you talk about heaviness, right? When you're more light, mm -hmm. you're more able to to ascend more in in your meditations. Um, meditation is awesome because you know we've always been taught especially in a religious context, to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Well, how do you hear the answer? Meditation is where you hear. Meditation is for receiving. Prayer is for giving. And people need to connect the two of them 
in order to be in flow, in order to really be in line with destiny and where you're going. You need to do when well, you can't just ask, 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 and then don't get the answer and expect to be living in, in a higher state of being. You got to listen in for the answer, right? So that's what meditation is. Meditation in the morning is great because like you said, you're coming off a digested system. You're light internally. Your gut, once your gut is light, your thoughts are light, you're more relaxed. When you're more relaxed, you breathe better. More oxygen intake means for better blood flow. So it's this wonderful synergy that's created um, when you meditate in the morning or in the evening, you know, barring that you haven't had your last meal at 1030 at night, then you want to go meditate because meditation relaxes you and it can put you to sleep as well. So um, the things that you can do if you're beginning your wellness journey, like intermittent fasting, look up intermittent fasting. It's awesome. I've been doing it for years and I swear by it's where you uh, don't eat. Well, everybody has different ways. You don't eat for 10 to 12 hours. I typically go 12 to 14 hours, no food. And then I allow myself eight to 10 hours to eat. And I'm done eating by a certain time because I understand how long it takes for food to be broken down into your body. When you're resting, what makes it important while you're resting, that's when your body's processing everything from the day. That's what they say. Don't go to sleep angry. Don't go to sleep angry because your body's processing those emotions too. Not just the food you're eating, but the emotions that you're taking to rest. Exactly. And then you wake up and you're mad at breakfast. Like You can't be mad at breakfast, people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to keep your mind right get your spirit right and all the above. So uh, when we talk about resting, I always hear people say, you know, sleep is for the weak, sleep when you die. But resting and sleeping is very vital, not only to your body, but to your spirit too. Because that's where we get a lot of downloads in our dreams. A lot of people have dreams. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, I got a dream. It was weird, this and that. But there's a lot of downloads that come in your dreams. And you actually leave here, too. You, you know, a lot of people, you know, the soul never sleeps. Absolutely. Body may sleep, but never. you're out of here. We lifting off at night. And you don't get enough sleep. You're able to travel and take back experiences with you to this world in order to manifest heaven here on earth. If you're not getting good sleep. You're not too, you're not healing, you're not recovering from the day, and you're not getting the exact things that you pray for because God speaks how God speaks in dreams, in nature, in, in the sun, and stars, in the water, and a bird, and a song, in a book. It's not always just loud, bam. You know what I mean? And so the more times you can be still, it is going to propel you towards purpose a little more. Further, we have adapted the work hard. To, to be successful, be great. You don't have to work hard. When you're working on purpose and, and intention, there's going to be a time to grind and a time to be fast forward and a time to rewind. Always, always. If you are on purpose and hear divine guidance, there is no, there's no burnout per se. Yes, sometimes we have to work 13, 14 hour days. We get that but you're not trying to prove something because you already know. Exactly. So if happens to day that I'm working 14 hours to complete a project or something is because I already know it's already done. I'm not working hard to try to discover or to try to get because I am in tune knowing that my prayers says in a word, your words cannot come back to you void. Knowing that my prayers are already going to get answered. I got to be still to listen. And then I move. It's a chess game. It's a checking. Right. It's not checkers, ladies and gentlemen. So, Sasha, I want you yeah. to explain the magnificence and the importance of nature. Because mm. me, myself, I grew up in a city, you know, buildings, smoke come out, the sewers and all that. And um, never took anything. You know, I went to the beach, you know, like anybody else, whatever the case is. But. You talk about nature and what it does to like the spirit and the soul. What's your experience and and your um, your guidance as far as that? Um, a lot of people will say you know, nature is their religion or love is their religion. It's why, because nature has the ability to remind you of stillness and how vast you are. 
We are made of the same things as the stars and the moon. The same minerals that grow a tree are needed in our body. You know what I'm saying? So it hasn't, nature has a way of reminding you of your greatness, reminding you that you're always supported, reminding you that you are much more than a body. Nature brings you back home. There is a practice that people talk about now, but it's been going on forever called gro um, grounding or earthing. Take your feet off, walk barefoot in nature, in the grass, the sand, the water, whatever you have access to, because the charge from the earth has an ability to neutralize any ill activity going on inside of you. Kind of brings you peace. It's kind of like getting a, a little buzz, you know? So nature is for you, but we are battling with the paradigm that says I can't be in the sun too long. Battling with the paradigm, oh, the ground is dirty. Battling with that type of paradigm. I'm not going to hug no trees, ants on there. All you have to do is touch a tree, you know, and you get re-energized, revitalized. Um, it sounds as weird yeah. a lot of people because yeah. <laughs> especially we live in these concrete jungles, you know, where uh, I believe that we're, we've been conditioned to to think otherwise. Just like she said, the ground so now they made cement, right? They made cement in the street. Now you have shoes, yeah. sole of your shoe. So you have really no connection when in, rea in reality, we are part of this earth, the earth is part of us. We all connected, everything's connected. Absolutely. So, Looking at the way our feet are designed to touch the ground and the arch is meant to pop us up. So we're meant to connect everything about us is a divine design. You know, and we walk through not want to touch. I don't want to get my hair wet. I don't want to get my face too dark. I don't want to get my feet dirty. You want to protect the look, but not the vessel. And, you know, and it's no shade because we've all been conditioned the same way. Right. So now we have an opportunity with our kids and our grandkids to tell them, go outside, literally go play. Why is it important to go outside? Why is it important to get fresh air? We have that opportunity now. We're changing what privilege look like. Back in the day, we used to talk about privilege growing up with everything. Now it's kind of going back to the basics. Go outside. Right. Why is that important? Because that's the freshest air you can get. Touch a tree. It recharges you. Put your feet on the ground. It recharges you. So now we're telling the kids to go outside, but we're giving them background. That's why they should go the funny. The funny part is, the you know, you're talking about 20 years ago, they used to... Parents used to have to force kids to come back in the house, be in by, by, you know, when the lights come on. Now, parents are literally trying to physically force the kids out the door because technology, technology has taken over their their minds now. So that's a fun yep. part. Couple, couple with that, and then the parents want to be left alone to their devices, too. So the kids got a device, you got a device, it's all good, and we're we're not enjoying beautiful November days like this because it's cold or I don't want to sweat my lookout or I don't, all this stuff, all this stuff. That's not even ours. Our whole job in this new paradigm is to get back to what we are, not even who we are, but what we are. We are not just who, who's are just people. We're so much more. We're so much more. Oh yeah. We're, we're so powerful, but you know, I, I believe there are entities out there that don't want us to know our power because they want to have power over us and they want to control us. So of course. Through that, they have to keep you down, your spirit down, everything down, your morals down, your nutrition down. So you always need them. Um, so what do you do for yourself, Sasha, as far as nature? Like, where do you go to recharge and get yourself together because there's a lot going on with all this technology and everybody's into Instagram and and social media and that consumes so much of them and just a lot of for the soul to handle. But as a person, you have to go out and recharge some way and not just sleeping. But where do you go for yourself that you can tell people? Me, I like to go on trails, the beach, but what, what do you do? Exactly. I love trails. I 
fortunate enough to live in Southern California. You see the sun, that beautiful sun ring right there. Um, and I live in an area that I can just go take a walk. I mean, out my door, take a walk. There's a park down the street, but we I love trails, um, love hiking, love any body of water. Water is a recharger. And sometimes for me, it's as simple as sitting in my backyard. I have a body of water back there and uh, some plants and just sit back there, get it in how you can. If you guys are living in a big city in a tall building, open up your window. Literally just sit by the window, have the sun beat down on you. Go to a park. It doesn't have to be difficult. If you live near a beach, even better. But there is nature everywhere. There is nature everywhere. Even if that means sitting outside of a coffee shop, just being in the elements outside, you will feel the difference. It, it is, it's a game changer. It is punishment, spiritual punishment to not be in touch with nature. I don't care what you got going on. I think though that there is a resurgence of that connection because you notice a lot of black people, particularly a lot of people are color of color, particularly are embracing travel, embracing simplicity. They're going and they're renting Airbnbs in the mountains, you know, getting a cabin in the woods to reconnect. That's really, really popping off now. Um, right. Starting to see a lot of men of color meditating, drawing, you know, it's happening. They're not going to pump that out because they want you to believe that reality is TV, but there's a real five, fifth dimensional movement going on. People are reconnecting because they've done it all. They've got all the degrees. They've bought all the properties. They bought all the, the uh, material things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Cause money is a currency and you use it, you know, however, that's not the be all end all. We've been taught it's the be all end all. And people are starting to realize that now. And it's not. And they're innately going back to the basic, going back to nature. It's awesome. It is awesome. It all is. the watches, the cars, the wind cannot satisfy your soul. And it is becoming widespread. That's also why you see a rise in mental health challenges, particularly for people of color, is because we have always been in pursuit of the material. And we got it all and it's still not enough. We're still getting killed. We're still not happy. We're still not at peace. We're still drinking and using drugs. And now people are like, okay, none of this is it. It's time for me to really go back and unplug. So it's almost like when you go to a doctor and the doctor says, we want to see what you're allergic to. So it's the elimination test. Stop eating A, B, and C for 30 days. It's kind of like that, what's going on with people now. They're like, all this hasn't worked. It's time for me to start over from the beginning. Let me take away all the stuff and see how I feel. Correct. So when we talk about what's going on right now, what she mentioned, um, we are reaching the age. We are in the age of Aquarius. You're aware of this, right? And in my last episode, a Cosmic Blueprint, I had Jade the Moon Girl explain how the planets and as far as astrology is concerned, is going on with the energies going on with this time being that's why you see all these changes and people are changing with the times too um so it's up to everybody to uh you know which which type of dimension uh can you explain the dimensions because when you say 3d people don't really know what that means when you say 5d people don't really know what that means I actually did a video about it not too long ago too. For you guys listening, I do yeah. videos weekly. I put them on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. But um, the third dimension, yes, I am at life, at Life and Light Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Life and Light Wellness. Follow her. Make sure you follow her, and uh, you know, any questions you have, just contact her. And I would love to help you get in touch with your best self. I would love to. That's Anybody what? interested in discovery call? Discovery yeah. calls are complimentary. See if we're a good fit. And it's time to take off. It's time to blast off. Lift off. But in, in, pardon me? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going off what you said. I said, I said it's time to lift off out of here. Let's go. It is absolutely. Um, third dimension is kind of the dimension we live in now, the material dimension, the uh, dimension of acquiring the a dimension of just touch and what you see and the tangibles. Fifth dimension is the dimension of light. It is the dimension of, I believe, instant uh, manifestation of pure love, of acceptance and high vibration ascension. Um, the the uh, dimension of 
truly heaven on earth. Then there's the fourth dimension that no one really talks about. And fourth dimension is almost like a dream state. And, and why there's so much dissension right now is because people are transitioning. It's a transitional dimension because you don't stay asleep forever. So a lot of people are in the 4D, they're starting to wake up. That is, I made the video, I said dimension D for fourth dimension, the dimension of decision. That's where you have to decide which way you're going to go. Are you going to stay asleep? Or are you going to ascend and rise and live love? Um, so those are the different dimensions in a small nutshell, why there is feels like there's a separation of dimensions right now. It's because there is. People are waking up. People are like, whoa, this is heavy. And there's people that are already living 5D, that are living in love and living in non-judgment and living in acceptance and living in their power. It's not all rosy and fruitful. Living in their power, speaking up for who, what they are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome. And can accept people. I see a lot of people now banging on each other because so-and-so didn't vote for so-and-so. We can't be friends anymore. And so-and-so I feel like, wow, I'm living a, a whole gang war Let's right go. here. Quite interesting. I, me, I can't but tell all the difference it. between the Crips and the Bloods and the Republicans and the Democrats. I can't tell nope. them. Because you out there nope, it's, it's they, you know, the other side going to get you. Exactly. The same thing, religious people banging on non-religious people, non-religious people banging on religious people, vegans banging on meat eaters, meat eaters banging on vegans, mask you know, protein mask. On mask versus no mask, who believes it's real believe who versus who don't, those that believe right. 5D, I mean, 5G is killing it versus those that don't. It's just, it's like the biggest gang war on earth right now. And, um, and, and. If you're not, if you're deciding not to participate in it, they want to kill you. Exactly. You know, emotionally. Bothered. So the entity, yeah, they've been playing these games with us for the longest and they, they know how to make it work because they're running simulations all the time. Awesome. So I'm not participating. I'm not aligned with none of these entities and time after time. And I ain't talking about the song either. They keep playing these same games with people and people a majority of people tend to continue to play the game. Okay. So absolutely. Absolutely. When we're talking about 2020, go ahead. Really quick. Let me say mm -hmm. um, a lot of people feel that they have to have uh, follow the rules. Hmm. They have to because of the savior complex. Once again, the religious indoctrination says that you have to follow a man and if you, and this man is coming to save you. So you follow the masses who follow that belief. And if you don't, you're going to hell. So they believe someone's coming to save me. The government's saving me. The vaccine's going to save me. Mm. The blue's going to save me. The red's going to save me. The food's right. going to save me. The, right. the money's going to save me. Mm -hmm. That's why it's permeated so much right now, because we have been taught that someone was coming to save us. And what I keep trying to tell people is... No one is coming to save you, okay? You can only save yourself, okay? So, now, we talk about 2020, the times that we're in, and people think someone's going to save them. So, if you don't look within and get that power within, I don't know what to tell you. So, I have a question to pose to you, Sasha, right? Sure. This is a generic question. If you have two evils, right? One could be lesser, one could be more, whatever the case is, right? If you decide any of those two evils, does that make you evil? Mm. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. You could definitely say that. I'm asking for a friend. You can definitely says it makes you evil, but what it really makes you is afraid. Mm. It makes you afraid. Mm -hmm. Fear is what drives people to choose between two devils. Mm. The opposite of fear is courage. A courageous one knows himself. No, I don't have to pick that because I am the answer I'm looking for. Exactly. So it's really a fear paradigm. Nothing will change until we change. We are looking for outside forces there to fix go. the 
collective. And that's not how that's going to work. That's why the savior complex got a screw. It don't matter. We know he's no good, but he's better than this one. Right. And if you don't believe that, mm. you're everyone. You're the reason why all this is going on. Here we right. are almost two weeks after the election or two weeks after the election. And they'll, and advocate, still, they'll advocate for it too. People will advocate yeah, they're for it too. For it too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And despite of what's being said, there's still no clear winner. This is this is just the beginning of the show. A lot of people base their peace, their livelihood on the result of this election. Doesn't that sound like a, a very religious thing? Sure they don't does. give the same people that they believe in God and a God of the Bible is totally out of line. Right. Totally out of line. If you say you believe in God and the God of the Bible and religion, but you, these people, oh, I can sleep now that I know the election's over. Oh, I feel so much better now. You are so out of line. Mm. Who are you giving your power to? Giving your and power and energy to who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is what independent thinkers like ourselves are charged with. Do I stand for a dimension that is fading away or do I stand, do I take a stance for what's being built? That's what it's about. And yes, you're going to lose people. Yes. People are not going to get it. Yes, relationships that you had will not be the same. And it happens. And it's okay. They're not wrong. You're not right. You're not right. They're not wrong. It's just choice. And if we can be comfortable enough in other people's choices as we are in ours, knowing that nothing lasts forever, mm. nothing lasts forever, you better to go along with the change than to resist it. Mm. And happening now. There's so much resistance. That's why there's so much blocks up. When you think about an artery in your system, if, if there is plaque, the blood can't flow. That creates resistance when there's a lot of plaque. So mm -hmm. we got to clear that energetic plaque that's out there. The belief of Biden, I wasn't going to say his name, but I said his name, is going to save me. Right. Or even for the I believe Trump is going to save them. They are not, their purpose is not to save you, mm -hmm. to fix you, to heal you. Nope. As a man thinketh, so shall he become. Not as a man so his allegiance to, you know. And I believe so, through time, you know, we've been conditioned to to choose a savior. And yes. the savior is really yourself. These no entities are not coming to eat dinner with you, okay? They're not paying your bills. They're not doing anything all of the above. Matter of fact, time after time, they go have dinner with each other while they're boarding up the streets from the East Coast to the West Coast right now because they're inciting violence and riots before it even happens. So that means they're controlling the atmosphere to me. Okay? And as long as you give your energy and your power to these entities, whatever entities they may be, then that the results will go in their favor, not yours. Without question. Without question. The, the war is an invisible war. It's not of bullets. It's not even of money. It's of energy. It's of consciousness. It's a, it's a spiritual it's war also. It's a spiritual yeah. war. It's an individual it's war. war. Community war. It's a, if we all believe that and really anteed up, Internally, this wouldn't even be a discussion. It but there's so many of us deeply rooted into the savior complex that the fall is going to be hard simply because we are resisting what we really are. The fall right. is going to be hard because we are resisting what we really are. Well, you know, a lot of this has to do with self-love too. Um, I believe, you know, there's people that love Air Jordans more than they love themselves. Sure. They Absolutely. love Xbox, PlayStation, more than they love themselves. So how do you expect this person to love you? Well, remember, we were also taught that we have no power either. Every, exactly. All of our power is dependent on, is contingent upon something outside of us. So that actually fits the paradigm. These shoes make me bomb. Mm. This girl or guy makes me bomb. This mm. car house bomb mm. this lifestyle makes me bomb right mm. as opposed to just like yeah as opposed to just i'm the bomb i am right 
is already written. It is already written. Just depends on what you're reading. What are we reading? What you aligning yourself into? So now if you go to the TV, that's what I'm you're aligning it. yourself with, the information. Are your thoughts yes. your thoughts or they're being programmed into you? So I changed because the sunlight was getting really bright. I apologize. No, it's not a um, problem. Okay, yes. We think we're having our own thoughts. Mm, let's talk Remember, about the subconscious is going even when you're asleep. The subconscious is going whether you're in awareness or not. Therefore, the thing that you feel so strongly about, whether it makes sense or not, is what you're living. It doesn't have to be real. It doesn't have to make sense. If you are pumping in the news, you're going to believe it, whether it makes sense or not. Because you're, be you're tuning in. You're tuning in. You're frequency. It is becoming you. It becomes you. Whatever you do the most, whatever you believe the most, whatever you eat the most, whatever you surround yourself with the most is you. The beautiful thing is that could also be reversed and changed if you choose. If you stop to say the things that I believe in this moment, the things that I'm watching in this moment do not make me feel good. Mm -hmm. That's the first gateway. Like this does not sit well with me. That's the gateway. Turn it off. Turn it off. We quit to do that with music. We don't like up. Turn the station. Turn it off. When you watch some iconic movies, movies, it's not aligned with you. Turn it off. Turn it off. Anything. You You don't have to watch a show because it's popular. You know, you don't have to eat a thing because it's popular. You don't have to believe a thing because it's popular. You don't have to dress a certain way because it's popular. You know, popular things come and go all the time, all the time. And unless you want to come and go with that, you have to take a stand for yourself. But it all comes back to religion. It's hard to take a stand for yourself. We have been told that we are not to take a stand for ourselves. We are supposed to stand on A, B, and C. This word, this belief, this image. So you're not going to take a stand for yourself if you're told that that's blasphemy or that's a sin. And if you only realize that true source, true divine, true God is rooting for you so much, that's why you're here. He, she, it, they want to experience life the way that only you can. If we, if, if the source wanted us all to have the same life experience, we would all look the same, be the same, move the same and think the same. But our differences in our differences lies the key. Lies the key. Yeah. We can go on and on and on for this. But I'm hoping people understand that the reason why all this stuff is happening is for you, is for the collective consciousness. It's for truth to take the stand. And the more you hold on to the lies, the more you hold on to things that do not resonate in your spirit is the harder and lower you will go. Not because you didn't vote red or blue, but because you didn't vote for yourself. Mm, talk all about the it. That are in us. It's all we need. We have we're born with the arsenal already. It's it is written. Vote for yourself, you, people. Come on, vote for yourself. Mm. I'll vote for Jeremy. You got Jeremy, excuse me, Jerry. You got my vote. You know what I'm saying? My vote. I know where your spirit's at. That's what but I'm saying. I cannot we, align we, myself with entities that have shown time after time that not serve go. all of us. We don't give the people around us that much grace, but we give these people, these entities, grace. Well, we go back you know? because I, a lot of people don't even give themselves grace. So we can't, we can't even talk about other people. They don't even give themselves grace. Okay, they don't give themselves grace. Go check out uh, for those. And my, I made a post Monday about disgrace and contempt, and we don't give it to ourselves. Don't give it to yourself. because why don't we give it to ourselves? Hmm. Because Ain't nothing without the outside thing. Outside, so damn get outside people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? It just ties into everything. It ties into our entire existence. Right. They don't want you loving yourself. 
And if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. It's, it's hard to. And, and basically, we're just taught to love others. And people are loving a system that doesn't love them. I'm sorry to say. Okay? Mm-hmm. You could talk about whatever person that went to some school or looks like you, this and that. But at the end of the day, just like the last ones that were in there that look like you too, what have they done for you? Okay? So now... I will tell people, you know those love songs that you 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 love to other people. Why don't you sing that so, that song to yourself? Yes. Okay. Won't you write a lovely poem that you might write for somebody else that might not like you? Won't you write that to yourself, huh? Yes. Start giving yourself some some dignity and grace for for a chance, and maybe things will work out with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that being said, we're so grateful and and honored to have the wonderful, beautiful soul, Sasha, here. Uh, Make sure you follow her on our website. I have it right up here on the screen. Lifeandlightwellness.com. Yes, yes. You heard it from her herself. Okay. Follow her. She'll guide you, get you where you need to be at. Um, I know it's tough times right now, but as a collective... If we choose to not give our energy and power to those that do not serve us, we'll be well better off yes. in this plane. And we'll be here happy, harmonious with each other as it was intended to be in the first place. Yes. But it was, it was taken and controlled by others that do not serve us. Anything you want to leave off with? Everything you just said is perfect. It's time for things to get back in order. This is a time of divine order. You don't have to understand how it's going to play out. Just know that if you are on the side of righteousness, you have won already. Do not resist your greatest self. Do not resist that nudge, that urge, that yearning inside of yourself that says there must be more because yes, there in fact is. And it begins with you just questioning the very feeling that you have. It begins with you not owning the thoughts because a lot of the thoughts you have are just the programming. If it don't sit well, you can bid it farewell. If it doesn't sit well with you, you can bid it farewell. That's your free will. That's your personal power. And that's what I help people coach through. There's so many people that acquired so much things and they still feel stuck. That's who I work through. I work through people who got diagnosis. They tried everything and they're still ill with disease. We work through that. We work through the thought patterns that cause that. There's so many people that are in emotional, mental distress. Hmm. I work with to really unplug, tangle those cords. Cords are mixed. We untangle those cords so you can feel freedom. I'm here to serve you. Thank you, Jerry, for what you do. Thank you for having me. One day we got to do this again. Oh, we are. Things shift. The need is gonna be more. The need is gonna be more. That's be more. For sure. We're here for it. We're here for you guys. That's what we did this show today. Everybody give a round of applause to the beautiful Sasha here. All right. This is another episode of Open Minds Beyond Religion. Check it out. Check yeah. Sasha out. Till next time. Thank you. We out. Thank you. Thank you. Let it all go, most of it's not worth it Just stay focused on your goals and life purpose Be a student of this life and never stop learning Never stop learning, nah There's some shit you just gotta accept Your reality is created by the thoughts in your head